0: Your, um, is that your your version of the soundtrack to Blade Runner? Yeah, it's like a distorted whale
1: call. Um, that's that's essentially what the soundtrack is, right? It's like someone t- like went deep sea diving, heard mm-hmm. some whales above them, recorded the sound, and then recreated it with a synth yeah. and then added <laughs>
0: vroom, Exactly. Like the sound of the rudder from the boat. It's just <laughs> yeah. a fishing show. <laughs> the entirety of Blade Runner is the, just about fish. Mm. But uh, Blade Runner
1: is the topic. I guess we're yeah. starting now. Yeah, we. Yep. No before discussion, like usual.
0: No, like. Maybe this is the before discussion. I guess, but it's but it's we about... We need to give it, the comments a, something to complain about. It's about Blade Runner, the beginning we need, discussion. We need to give them the click here to actually start the episode. Yeah. That's, oh, what, that's, yeah. that's what I live for. Click
1: here to actually... The episode actually starts here. There's
0: also the... I thought this was the D-Club.
1: There's, uh... Has anyone done the episode actually starts here, and then they just put the end time code for the oh, video? Oh,
0: damn. <laughs> oh, that would be, make me sad. Would it? Well, that's what I was going to do. No. It. YouTube comments don't make me sad anymore. Because, <laughs> I mean... You've seen everything. Well, I mean,
1: it's just the internet. They're, it's just a big message board. You can't put a whole lot of motion into it. Into the messages. Into what you're making, sure. Whatever. Yeah. But... I, mean, I used to have a problem with uh, reading comments and getting too...
0: Well, it's it's a natural thing. You want to know how people feel about the stuff you've made.
1: Yeah, but the people being assholes don't actually care about the product.
0: No, and they're hard to sift out from the people that actually care. They don't care Even about the product. Even if they're being negative, there's people that yeah. care, and they're like, oh, like, this one didn't do it for me, and that that's there. It's just hard to sift through YouTube yeah. comments for that. But we're nothing but a brand tied to a bigger
1: brand. Right. Well, it's all corporate. You, as Barry Kramer, are a brand. Well, I'm just an actor. I'm a I'm a I'm I'm Ryan McGee self self declared brand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a brand
0: like like you can buy in a store.
1: Anyway, that's what, that's what Twitter is. People just like they're just selling their personal brand. brands. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does, does that tie that ties
0: in kind Blade of Blade Runner 2048? Yes. Also known as the knockoff of Blade Runner threes. That's the joke I came up with <laughs> earlier n-
1: Okay. Okay. Nice. Good job. Barry. I brought it all around. So you're starting it off strong. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> all right. Good night, so, folks. This is obviously like it's the sequel. Yes. To Blade Runner.
0: It's not a fucking remake. No, it's not a remake. It's not a Jesus. reboot. There is no reason. So we should say that we literally just came from the theater. Yeah. We've we, never we, done this before. No. We, we went to the movie Which I, theater. Which I like. Yeah. I like it. It felt like a field trip. Yes. We left work, went to the movies, <laughs> we sat left. there for a week, and watched the movie, and then came back. Yeah, we're going to stay here till late at night. <laughs> right. Talking about Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, it's a sequel. And it's a sequel to a movie that i think it's fair to say no one wanted a sequel to yeah because the mo- first movie ends ambiguously and that that fits in with a lot of its themes well it's kind of like hearing that a sequel is gonna come out for like a
1: huge class well it is like hu- it is the a exact it, thing. it did not do well it's, in the
0: box office and it was only later with you know like vhs releases and then later dvd and, and the fan base took the, off with the director's it and- cut and the final cut. And I've never I, seen the final cut. I've only seen the director's cut. It,
1: I saw the one where
0: there was final cut aeration. was like 2000. That's the theatrical cut. Okay, that's saw, the shitty
1: version. I saw that when I was in college uh, mm-hmm. during we were uh, taking a taking a it was like a film class. Yeah, it was a film class. We were learning about um, uh, oh fuck, I just, I just blanked. We were the talking Scott? about n- noir. Oh, noir. Yeah, yeah, film noir. Yeah. And so that was a perfect film to kind of look at, like, how does noir translate into a film that d- doesn't come particularly from that era? Right. Type it's, of it's it's definitely so, film
0: noir, but it's not a gumshoe detective in Los Angeles in the yeah. 30s. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. But it, it, it not. takes a lot of visual cues from that, and uh, I think the sequel does as well. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh. oh, especially with the um, uh, no spoilers, but especially with the opening scene, there were a lot of shots mm-hmm. that very much triggered the whole. Oh, I,
0: There were a number of scenes in the movie where I because I, a big thing about film noir as a visual genre of film mm-hmm. is light. And and a lot of early film noir movies were obviously black and white. That's like the stereotypical. Oh, I'm a detective. Like even Game Grumps, we did uh, a Mike shirt commercial and and we we like shot it and then we we shot with the intent that it would be in black and white yeah um so it's i remember editing it and like there's individual shots there's like there's a shot where dan is at his like detective desk and we had um something on his table lit up Mm -hmm. because we wanted to like have it be a focal point i don't know this is not related at all just something that reminded me of and so like we 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 had The room lit with softboxes, which have a very yellowish, warm tone to them. Mm -hmm. And then we used an iPhone flashlight to light up the thing of interest on his desk. So, when you're watching the footage, it looks disgusting. You have this like bluish light mashing with all this yellow light. But then black, but then black and, and white. then black and white, it's fucking gorgeous. And oh, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, like that's where I should look. And like that. Like everything looks better in black and white if it's lit well.
1: That's why a lot of uh, movies are coming out with the black and white versions, like Mad Max, Fury Road. Then you got Logan. I haven't Logan. seen that, but I. I yeah. Logan came out with the black and white version. Did they? Which I haven't seen the black and white version, hmm. which I really want to, which is interesting. Just because uh, those those. Two movies in particular, especially Logan, they're filmed with uh, heavy, heavy shadows and the lighting is exactly. very, very important to the cinematography as well. Of course, just with Blade Runner 2049, the lighting is, oh my. Well, that was it my could, original point was like, just, there's, there's, just, there's so fuck. many
0: amazing moments of just cinematography and, and lighting. And just like, I, I imagine at least there will be a fan edit that's just like, here's the movie in black and white, just because it'll work. It's, you just know it'll work having watched that movie. it's, it's. it's, it's a visual
1: feast. It is a beautiful film. You know, like, I, I, uh, I, you know. There's, there's that saying where it's like, oh, you could, fee- you could take. You know, uh, a frame out of this film and put it and put, put, it, it, up, on put it on your wall, put on your wall. Like I, I said that about certain Breaking Bad episodes, of oh, course, sure. with the cinematography. And mm-hmm. I mean, of course, that speaks true here. There's a reason that that saying exists in this movie is a is a great Fucking indication Roger of why Deakins, exists.
0: Man, Roger Deakins, Ugh. cinematographer, legend.
1: Of course, like um, for the beginning, we're not gonna we're gonna try, uh, of course, and not spoil things. We're gonna keep it very general. We, I hopefully.
0: think we will get into spoilers. We will eventually because it's for, almost for impossible this, to, to yeah. really have a deep conversation about it. But, but for this beginning part, yeah, um, we'll let you know. We'll make it very very obvious yeah. when we're we're gonna dive into spoilers. And I'm sure, but, in the description. But we're probably gonna spoil maybe, the original yeah. one. Yeah, because we're talking about Blade Runner. We're talking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Um, but yeah, the the original one I, I saw, I think around college. I, I was telling you earlier, I have, I have a, a, a sordid personal history with Blade Runner. Yeah, you didn't tell me what it which, was, well, so, I, it's, so what's it's your just, assorted history? It's just what I associate with Blade Runner, which is nothing with the film, but when I was studying abroad in China... Um, Holy shit, I forgot that you did that. Yeah, in, in college. I spent four months in Shanghai. I just
1: spent all my life in South Carolina and then moved to Los <laughs> Angeles. So. I've been around the world, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a girl in the program that I had a crush on, and one one day we were talking, and somehow Blade Runner came up. But she'd never seen it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a good movie." So I went to a weird bootleg DVD stall, and I, they had a copy of Blade Runner, and invited her over to my apartment. And I was like, "Oh man, like we're gonna watch Blade Runner. Maybe like we'll get to get to know her better or something." And um, my my roommate came out and and watched the movie with us. And like halfway through, I looked over, and my roommate and this girl were making out. What? Yeah, and. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Sorry to take away from the Blade no. Runner review mm-hmm. Barry. Yeah. And there's he, a there's a girl in your class yeah. that you have
0: a crush on. Yeah. Are
1: you in the same class with your friend?
0: Um Well yeah, we were all we all came to Barry! China. <laughs> this to, is as, a sad as, story. Well sure. This is like this is like curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> and, and the, well, the 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 frustrating thing, besides the obvious, is that he knew that I had a crush on her because I drunkenly admitted it one night, and he made fun of me for it. Was like a whole thing. And so they, so, opened and then the, they made out, and, and, and then later they left and went into his room. I'm sure they did nothing in there. Very yeah, they just played patty cake in the nude. <laughs> no, very so. Yeah, that was a funny <laughs> oh thing. So whenever I think of Blade Runner, I think of that. <laughs> so I'm just like, mm, oh yeah. Isn't a sour experience? A little, then? <laughs> no, it was a wonderful affirmative experience in my young life and um that's what I think of when I think of Blade Runner. Is this so. is this every time someone's like, so uh, wait
1: have you seen Blade Runner, Barry? It's uh, actually the
0: second thing I think of. The I think of the, thing? I think of the the uh, the Tears and Rain monologue. So yeah, that that's that's like when I when I sit down and think about Blade Runner, that's where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Just just giving you my own personal okay, <laughs> my when, backstory. When I think
1: about Blade Runner, I think about all like hearing about this movie that everyone is like, it's a masterpiece. It's this great movie, and then I saw it finally in college, the theatrical cut.
0: And wait—they showed you the theatrical cut for your class. Yeah.
1: Why? I don't know. Because I Did think your professor well, hate Blade Runner. I think a part of it was because we were doing the lessons on noir and it had narration, so they were kind of just uh, trying to pick the version that. Except that's like a trope of it.
0: of the genre. That's not like part of what is. I don't know. I blame my. I'm not a fucking, fucking film professor. theorist. Yeah. But that's dumb. <laughs> it is I, dumb. I, I've, I've, I've seen the theatrical cut and I've seen the the, the director's cut, and it's like. Is it, it is a lot better. Like is you, it? Is it like because like you have these moments?ly better. Like, is yeah, there so, so
1: many things that are that different? So I mean, because I just sat 2049. in the projector room and watched <laughs> Blade Runner. And like, uh, first off, the first Blade Runner, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was like visually, it was like really cool. And right. I like the story. I liked the themes of it. The I, the themes interested me. Right. I just. I did, I got bored during it and I just kind of didn't sink in with me that much. I would say
0: at least part of that is the theatrical cut. Okay. Because it doesn't give you time to process anything. Okay. You know, like, like 2049, it's two hours and 45 minutes. This is a long movie. And a lot of it is a lot of very slow shots. Just of people walking, people thinking Mm -hmm. it's not this high octane thriller. Every 10 seconds, something's jumping at you. A lot of that is lifted from the pacing of the first movie. There's yeah. a lot of scenes of just Decker driving his car, and well, the, the paci- music plays, and there's rain like that's this sort of film noir aesthetic yeah. well, um pa- on top of just the well I had to see what was going on in this part of
1: town like the, the pacing is also super intentional because in the slow paceness, I guess you would call it in the movie, there's a lot of information to take in and I'm not talking about right. like and that's not in the original go- as well not like characters going da, 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 da. I'm talking about like within the set design and. The characters just glances or sound well, also or anything gives, within the scene. It's, you, you have to just take it in and like build it. Right. It, it's not like this is what it is. Right. It's
0: not literally not everything in the movie is explicitly told to you. And that's yeah. the same thing in the original movie. Except for sometimes, of course. But that, well, yeah, it's, I mean, like it's, tiny it's still things. it's still a movie. It's not a, like art house flick. That's yeah. all metaphor. There is a lot of metaphor. But it wasn't it wasn't like mother. I haven't seen Mother. Oh man. But I know I have seen Aronofsky movies, so <laughs> I know what to expect. Yeah, what a trip. I had to Could I had you to, imagine if he directed this. Oh my god. It would have how, just been a fever how dream. How odd it would have been. I after seeing The Fountain, I think it was The Fountain, right? With with I thought uh, people got sick of him after The Fountain. Well, I had to spend like an hour reading IMDb message boards to understand what the plot was. Okay, that's is that with
1: Hugh Jackman? That was Hugh
0: Jackman okay. and uh was it Rachel Wise? Mm. I think. But That's a great movie, but I left that movie going, I don't know what happened, Um, but no. So Blade Runner is not like confusing. There's just a lot of slow burn narrative moments and the narration takes away from that in the original theatrical cut. And it's just it's Deckard explicitly telling you, here is what I'm thinking. Here's what I got to do next. And as a viewer, you're deprived of that experience of like figuring out yourself and putting pieces together and following these characters through the story. I am Mm HO, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not like a film buff per se. Yeah. Uh, But I, I. like movies. I like movies. I'm more of a, I'm more of a game analyst guy than a movie analyst guy. But there are certain movies that I really like digging into and just sort of, you know, Mm-hmm. It, it, Blade Runner is the kind of movie that you, you need to have a conversation about. You can't just it's not just, a popcorn movie. You I know? usually
1: just go to like uh, like Reddit official discussion boards or something for when a movie comes out. Sure. Just to see what people think. Of course, after I see the movie. But yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, Did you read anything about Blade Runner? Mm I that's that's what I loved. Like I, I remember I thought I remembered being up to date with all the trailers that came out and everything. But apparently, I guess the trailers didn't ruin anything about the movie's plot. Or There were entire
0: characters in this movie that I don't remember
1: seeing in a damn trailer. Like, I, 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 a lot of this movie, I was pleasantly surprised throughout most of it because I didn't, I didn't, like, nothing was really spoiled for me. You said yeah. you uh, you saw, like, some of the shorts that came out. I didn't see any of yeah. them. Yeah,
0: so the there were, the, there were three shorts that came The short that came out to help explain some of the backstory. Out. Yes, and and so there were two live-action shorts and an anime short. Anime? Yeah, it was by the, the guy who did Cowboy Bebop. so it's it's really impressive and and cool animation uh kind of reminded me of the animatrix i don't know if you ever watched any of those shorts Mm -mm. um you know of it right yes yeah it was like the anthology from the matrix that like was like all these weird little side stories um and it's 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 about one plot point that a character in 2049 is like well this happened back in this year (laughs) dude to do do, as they're walking around you might remember the scene um and it's it's so it's like it's not a plot point we needed. It's the same thing with the other two live action shorts. It's not plot point plot points we need in the movie. It just kind of like everything else in the movie. It, just, it was clearly thought out. Is that a Ridley Scott thing though? I don't know because
1: he did that with Alien. He did that with uh, I think um, he did it with Prometheus too. He did it with Prometheus. He did it with Alien Covenant because yeah. Alien Covenant you could at least with Alien Covenant with this with the stuff that they that was just a short. And not part of the actual movie. The stuff Mm -hmm. that was in the short, I feel like should have been in the movie. Was there anything about these shorts that you're like, I get this. this, Like, did it ever seem like this was something in
0: the movie that they didn't cut out? Yeah. For time, because it would have been fucking three hours. No, no. no, I I think they were designed to be shorts. Okay. And Ridley Scott Um, also didn't direct this too. No. It was Denis Villeneuve. Who is amazing. Well, I've only seen Arrival and I enjoyed it. You've only seen Arrival? Yeah. Okay. Except it was weird for me because... You haven't seen Sicario. Sicario, no. I think, is... I was about the name favorites,
1: but all of a sudden I started thinking about the other stuff that he's on. I haven't seen Enemy yet, which I still need to see with the uh, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: But overall, just his, I, his I've direction... I've only heard good things about him. His direction is... I hope he just works with Roger Deakins forever because this was a gorgeous movie. He
1: proved that you can have a good reboot or like a good sequel of an old property. Right. Well, that's, not what, a that's reboot, what I was saying sorry, earlier. A good sequel of an old the, property. Like, th-
0: this is a sequel no one wanted and there was your expectation it would actually be good. And it was good. Really it, good. Really it was its own movie.
1: It was its, like I'm not like, yeah, you don't have to see the original Blade Runner. Yes. To enjoy this film.
0: No, and everything that does tie in with the first movie, they do a... I think, good job of, of, of letting you in. It doesn't feel like they're throwing up
1: information to be like... like. Well, there's do a you couple... you remember in the first Jurassic Park when <laughs> the, the rides went crazy and then, then all the dinosaurs went into some city? Here, I have the security
0: cam footage, which uh, is the same as the footage from the movie. The Hershey's I bars, mean, it, <laughs> Jurassic Park. They kind of do that a little bit in Blade Runner. <laughs> they, I mean, not to that crazy extent, but there, there, there are a couple exposition dumps oh, to be of, like, of course. hey, but... if you didn't remember the first movie, here you go. But then also... like. Like they but go it, didn't, back, but um,
1: it didn't feel like an excuse for them to be like, ah, oh, we didn't include this.
0: How do we get this no, information in and, there?
1: Just have them say it.
0: And there are a couple nods to the first movie that I don't know. Like I'm I'm usually pretty sensitive about references for the sake of references where it's like, hey, remember this. And it felt like there were a couple in this movie. It felt like there were a couple like okay. hey, remember this. But
1: we'll have to talk about later, I'm
0: guessing. I think for we'll spoilers. get to later. I mean, it's nothing really spoilery, but just like little nods and references throughout the movie. That felt like that, kind of like that took you out of it in a way where it's like, it didn't take me... Out of it, but it sort of felt like this wasn't necessary given that they did such a good job recreating this world from the ground up. We're, we're not talking as bad as Dan Aykroyd appearing in the new Ghostbusters. I never saw the new Ghostbusters. Oh my God. I saw the Plinkett review of Ghostbusters. He, he like,
1: uh, Dan Aykroyd shows up and he's like, and uh, he literally just. He drives by. and He goes. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Does he say that? <laughs> yeah. But does just, he go? Does he go? Where's my check in he, the shot? He's like a he's like a cab driver or something. And like oh they're God. everyone's freaking out. And like he's like, well, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. It's like ah. Isn't Bill Murray in it gotcha. too? Yeah, but he gets he gets flung out a window. Does he say, I also am not afraid of ghosts? He goes. This is
0: a funny movie. Thank you, Sony, for making this happen. <laughs> Did you notice in the in the very beginning of the movie when they had like the Warner Brothers thing roll out and like I don't know, or, Columbia, like, they're all of, like, the logos for those different studios are rolling out, and they mm-hmm. all have this, like, glitchy effect on them. Yeah. And then Sony comes out, and there's no glitches on it. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, I was I like... Did, I didn't pay attention to that, Does Sony not no, want to have a glitchy look? Everyone else had a glitchy logo.
1: Because they let their subsidiary, which is Columbia Pictures, have that glitchy logo. They 100%. had a really cool glitchy logo. Oh, yeah. That
0: was really neat, but... So, like... The Sony was just, like, odd. Sony. <laughs> it was like, everything else is all green and
1: glitchy. I, I, it felt weird to me. Um... The only thing that would have been better is if they also included
0: the Tristar. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, of there, course. Well, yeah, that's something we can talk about in the, the spoiler section of the podcast. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it didn't feel like, hey, remember the first one? But there were a couple moments that were like... A little bit on the nose, but. Well, on the considering, nose? But it I
1: didn't feel like. I didn't, it wasn't roll your eyes bad.
0: No. Like, like there were a couple moments in Force Awakens where they were like, hey, remember this? Like, that's like blatant. Like, fan like the chessboard, yeah. where you're just like, that didn't need to happen. Yeah. Um. And and I I feel like Blade Runner is a weird. Wait, are you saying Force Awakens was fan
1: service? No, is that what you're saying? I liked Force are, Awakens. Are, are you saying when uh, I'm just Han saying... Solo and Chewie appear on ship to what is essentially audience applause and a curtain like yeah.
0: un, like coming out and then text on screen saying Harrison Ford as Han <laughs> Solo. Yep. But yeah, I I I uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, how it didn't
1: take you out? How stuff didn't take you out of the movie? Yeah,
0: there's another thingy though. He'll come back to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Or it didn't matter. Yeah, like all my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, okay. Another thing that I'll just mention because I'm trying to hit off all the kind of general topics. Yeah. So we can hit specific scenes that I. Yes. That I. I want to get, I get into scene that I want. It's hard to about. talk vague. So, but um, uh, the performances were all great. I was telling you on the right yeah. here that there were two um, specific actors, mm-hmm. Anna de Armas, who played the. Uh, the the girlfriend the girlfriend type, type character type character yes and then there was Dave Bautista who is in Bautista, Garn, was the, Bautista. Dave Bautista. Bautista
0: Bautista
1: bow before the Tista grind he just should be in a Gears of War something oh, he looks like fuck. he looks like he's ripped out of Gears of War <laughs> well,
0: he was he play Marcus old Marcus he MMA? easily he was oh yeah he was he was, he was, he was He's I a think he was beast. MMA. Yeah, yeah he but, was in. Um, was it Spectre? One of the Bond movies. I can't remember. And he was just like kind of like a dumb henchman kind of guy. He just yeah. showed up and punched a lot. And I was like, all right. And then with Guardians and with this, you're like, hey, this guy can act. Well, sp- well, like Guardians was a different
1: type. Like it was that's like a comic book character, but this, he had to be a little more subtle. Oh And yeah. I was surprised. You should what watch they the short. There's of a me.
0: short that revolves around his character.
1: I, lo- I like, I want to watch that. That's, that's the short that I'm more interested. You told me not everything about the three shorts, but you told me what the three shorts were, of course. Yeah. And that one is the one that interests me the most.
0: Um, yeah. So just- the two live action shorts, I think are just on YouTube on different channels. Okay. And then the uh, animated one is on Crunchyroll. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's one live action short that, that, is about Dave Bautista's character Bautista's character. Yeah. And the other one is about Jared Leto's character cuz neither of them really gets a lot of screen time in the movie. Yeah. Minor spoiler alert. I mean just like you kind of get like a little bit of here's their character. Well that's 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 just kind of like
1: characters but in it's this a, movie it's unless unless, movie. unless you're a main unless you're like the main character, the protagonist. Right. Your your screen time is only dependent on what you have to give to the story. Right. Like, Right here t- in, like, and, and the reaction, I guess.
0: It should probably go without saying that a nearly three-hour movie, it's a pretty big movie. There's oh, yeah. a lot of characters and locations and things and... But,
1: but the point that I was going to make. Yes. Ana de Armas. Yes. She's been in, like, movies and I haven't been impressed with her that much. She, she looks familiar, but I don't know what I've she seen was, her in. like, in... in the, I think it was called Knock Knock. Yeah, I don't even uh, know. It was... What is it? Yeah, Knock Knock. It was an Eli Roth film. She was in War Dogs. I saw that. Um... She's never, she always just seemed like a screen, like she would
0: be perfect for a scream queen type of role. She's just like a pretty face and a a decent actor, but just kind of getting the job done.
1: Yeah. I mean, just from what I've seen of her in the past and here she did well. Yeah. Um, As I I said, um, John, my buddy John did a good job. John who? But.
0: Batista. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Dave <laughs> Batista. We're good friends. Can't yeah. you see? I call him John. Right. He but. doesn't get the joke, but. <laughs> but, like, those two yeah. actors, like. That Ryan Gosling kicked ass. Ryan Gosling always kicks I, ass. I, I was telling you earlier that, like, you know, obviously in Drive, just. Mm, mm-hmm. just, just. Oh, was so good movie. Every, every, of course. Um, everyone. everyone I was I Everyone nuts to that movie. I wasn't but feeling it is him in, in La La Land, which is another movie everyone nutted to. Yeah. I, I I don't Have you seen Blue Valentine? Uh no, I have not. I like Blue Valentine. I'm not I'm not a huge Ryan Gosling but fan. He's I'm also I also don't really buy into that aspect of celebrity culture. We kinda of talked about that a little bit yeah. earlier. It's like I don't see movies because an actor I like is in them that's not the reason I'll go see a movie but I think Um, he has the
1: best of both worlds he distinctly has he's in movies and people want to see him because he's Ryan Gosling he's like a heartthrob but also he's been in a lot of he's a
0: really good actor he's he's been in
1: legitimately good films
0: and can act Yes, can actually act in a moat I just feel like movies like Drive and Blade Runner 24 and 9 are like where he shines yeah, it, he said the subtlety him, is where he shines. It gives him that slow burn. He, like, I don't think he operates well in a super fast, bop-a-da-bing movie. Oh, have you seen Nice Guys? No, I heard uh, that was good, though. Shit, I forgot he was, he was actually, I think
1: you might like that was him, him in him that. him in Russell Crowe? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't seen him in any... Okay, I guess... Um, also, I don't see a whole lot of movies, so. have, you, have you seen Lars in The Real Girl? Nope. There are a lot of Ryan Gosling movies that are good that you have to see. Maybe seen. I just haven't seen all the good Ryan. I've only seen the really shitty ones. Well, you've like seen the... Crazy Stupid Love. Probably. And, uh, Wasn't
0: he The Notebook? Wasn't yeah, that his, his big thing? That's where
1: he like got started, isn't it? Not gonna... where he got his main start, but, but that's like what like boosted him up. Propelled him to stardom. Yeah, he's a star, baby. Yeah. You're a star, Ryan. <laughs> that's what my mom said to me. It just makes me think of... Uh, Once when she found out I was
0: a YouTube makes celeb. Makes me think of the end of Boogie Nights. Just <laughs> uh, All right. But, um, um, yeah, there are a lot of really, really good performances. Uh, Jared Leto, eh, thought he was all right. I, I again, not a whole lot of them.
1: I think the only other thing I've seen him in was Dallas Buyers Club. Well, the one because I haven't seen Requiem for a Dream*, which shame on me. Oh, I should get to seeing oof, that
0: oh, soon. I that's a
1: movie that you need to just hug someone the entire movie. Or I, or you're you're alone at nighttime and no. you have nowhere to be the next morning. No. <laughs> it's
0: funny. Because everyone pretty much everyone I know that's seen Requiem for a Dream has the same disclaimer, like see it with loved ones, like see it with like, loved ones. See it and like give people hugs. You I like know being
1: sad alone. Though. And then it's like that's, and, and that's then everyone who Valentine.
0: gives that advice has watched the movie alone by themselves and regretted it. Like myself. But that's
1: part of because <laughs> like, because you can feel that great ugh, sense of that
0: movie makes you feel so bad. It's so good. I though.
1: love feeling that. Like I oh. hate it. Like I'm, I'm like, why did they
0: do that? Like uh have you oh, have you seen The Mist Barry? I think so no. But I've seen a lot of stuff about it. You're just kind of blankly staring at me now. Just because my I, my points are mute, <laughs> if I can't get across, then there's an audience listening, Ryan. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll probably be like, "Yeah, I've seen that."
1: Well, yeah, but like, there's endings like the end of the. Mist, I know the ending of the right, where, where I just feel disgusting, right? And I like that because it's like I'm glad it wasn't wrapped up in a.
0: Bow well, yeah, I think I think we 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 don't like cliche stories. Just getting tired of them. And, uh, just getting really tired. And there's a lot of them. And it, we live in a society where our pop culture is all self referential, meta remake, post modernism nonsense. And you know, when we get something that's genuinely heartfelt, or or just at least original, even though we're talking about a fucking sequel to a movie from the '80s, like yeah. it's like this isn't original, but. It has a lot of tonal and plot qualities that you just don't see in a lot of big
1: budget productions. I don't see big budget productions having this type of pacing, being this patient
0: with a movie. Right. What? Did you you, (laughs) fuck? No, i i i hit i hit a thing with my foot. You thought I just farted? I Thought you just shit your pants? That sounded like a big wet. But then you fart. just moved your foot, and I made a fart. I'm sound. Sorry,
1: like that surprised me. Oh. Like I, it, I was I, surprised that you got surprised. I was left speechless because
0: I legitimately thought you just you just poured was like, a big. I would wet like one to. Your pants. I would like to put the podcast on hold. for me. <laughs> Yeah, I just shot my pants. Um, what were we talking about before you shit your pants, Barry? <laughs> uh. Uh, Just, like, we got, like, sequels and reboots and reboots of movies that came out five years ago and nothing matters anymore. Talking about, like, the big studio releases, the the big, like, multi-million dollar movies. Because I'm sure there's amazing stuff coming out of the smaller film scene. I just am not invested in that circle. I don't hear about news about it. Mm -hmm. I focus on games 99% of my time. That's, like, where I put all my attention. I don't have the brain space to learn about every indie movie coming out. Cause I'm learning about as many indie games coming out as I can. Dude, and I missed it, hundreds every day.
1: Movie, so. movies sucks with games. At least you have some breathing room, but with movies, you have some stuff coming out that'll only be in theaters for a weekend. Well,
0: and that's the shitty like, thing is like, like, fuck, there's movies that come, out. there's, there's like, this movie on
1: Netflix. Then there's this movie at the arc light that's playing early. Then there's this movie in regular theaters. There's also a movie on Amazon. And like there's they, so many they, movies that I, I have think to see. the ArcLight light showed the original Blade Runner. For like a week or something? Oh, it was like an... Was it an... an,
0: No, no, no. I was thinking of something else. It wasn't the anniversary. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it was just to hype up this one or something. Yeah, Um, It's like, I, I wanted to see Dunkirk... And I want to see it on a big screen because I heard that you're supposed to see it on a big screen. Did you That's- not see Dunker? I have not seen Dunker. That's not even a small I never small saw independent Interstellar. Yeah, but, but you preface there's it. There's big with- movies I miss. Uh, I,
1: I don't keep track of these smaller films like Christopher Nolan's Dunker. Is Dun- that how you perceive me? Like Christopher Nolan's Duker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> these small indie flicks. I've of Christopher Nolan. He's an independent yeah, filmmaker. He's a young, up and coming filmmaker. <laughs> I think he's got a bright future, this Christopher. <laughs> no, I, I, there's a lot of shit I miss. Just because I get busy and, and again like games are my 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 passion of choice My my hobby slash life Game is more of a hobby for me Yeah But I become obsessed with
1: games Like if there's a Like a, for instance Cuphead I, I'm obsessed with it I've beaten it three times And I'm trying to get all S rankings And right. as I'm doing those S rankings There's always that third file That I'm gonna delete And start a new game And play <laughs> the I just it's just like I get right. obsessed with uh With good things And uh, I haven't mm i don't I, f- I can't remember the last time i was this kind of like about a video game it was probably bloodborne or doom maybe wow probably yeah. bloodborne i think mm-hmm. it was yeah it was definitely bloodborne because i was missing a lot of uh uh d- difficulty in right. gaming so yeah but that's that that's, well, that's a discussion Runner is, for ne- blade runner's difficulty
0: week. in movie watching <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's on it's on the and, uh, I, and I hate even like i i have like this terrible anxiety about sounding pretentious you so do I, you yeah because okay. it's like i i i like having high level conversations about things but i always worry that like oh it's just gonna make me sound like a snob but it's like with shit like blade runner it's not spoon fed to you and i think it's a big part of why the original one didn't do well in the box office and it only became this cult classic years later in part because of the director's cut and things like that um and this new one apparently the opening weekend was really shitty Apparently really? it didn't do well. Well like I wasn't even
1: I was going to end up seeing this film eventually but I wasn't that excited for this
0: because I, I thought didn't... the trailers were gorgeous and I knew at least it would be visually worth a watch. But but, but I, I kn- did not expect it to actually have like teeth and have hey, something
1: to say it's it's a good film that yes. actually feels feels like a film and like i can't think of a part where it felt like studios were like man we need this man get it get it Make like sure I, put- I wasn't
0: i wasn't sitting there in my head the whole time the way i am with some movies yeah like even when i saw arrival as much as i enjoyed that i think that's a weird case though because i'd read the short story mm-hmm. and once you know the nature of what kind of story arrival is once you know where the story's going it kind of fucks with your head a little bit yeah and it's this whole like Big fucking cyclical nightmare. I can't talk about it without getting real spoilers about Arrival, but yeah. if you have seen Arrival, and then you're basically going into it knowing what happens, it just sort of it sort of fucks with you a little bit, in like a really weird way. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, but I was like in my head the entire movie. It was bizarre. Um... But then with 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 Blade Runner, I was just like, I'm just being, t- I'm I'm just going on an adventure. I'm just having this journey and, and was, shits happening. It was and beautiful. It was. Ugh, I do you want to do you want to get into details? Because
1: yeah, let's just get in the details. Yeah, let's just get into the nitty. We're gonna get
0: tar- start talking about specifics because we already talked about how the acting was
1: great, cinematography was great, the oh, soundtrack cinematography. was great. Oh, Jesus. cinematography is the best thing. Roger about Deakins. This movie. Are you are you coming, dude? Yeah
0: did you get i did <laughs> I, it, it's it's mixing with the shit
1: oh god you <laughs>
0: do you want that in the podcast we call that the deacon
1: special <laughs> the deacon special nice <laughs> mm-hmm. i like that no
0: i just because
1: it, of the colors that because yeah it works it's, well it's with this, colors this
0: is a uh, cornucopia of experiences um, yeah i i highly recommend blade runner uh I just I, I, it's it's a little bit We're like, like
1: 2049 or the yeah, original.
0: Well, both, but especially because this one is out. And I think it's worth seeing on a screen with loudspeakers that will blow out your, your eardrums. Yes, definitely. Loud the soundtrack is just all these like chaotic noises. And I I think the soundtrack did a good job of evoking the the Vangelis original score from the first movie. But it didn't clearly just like take it and just like plop it in this movie like it was suitable to this movie it didn't feel out of place they
1: did a good job Um, at repurposing um blade runners
0: universe into like not new era but but like modern technology. yeah exactly like it fit like it's the same it's a huge fan when it's done right of the sort of retrofuturism that you get in this movie like growing up like in like in the 90s there was a lot of sort of 50s retrofuturism um where you have like is that with the diners and stuff yeah like well even but in like in in movies and science fiction like like you had um even things like galaxy quests like that's just, like the first example that comes to mind like it toys with this idea that's probably not a good example but it, it's like like star trek is like this 50s 60s version of the future yeah 60s i guess um and then like fallout i guess also has this retrofuturistic, like where it's like what if what if the 50s whatever. had robots yeah. kind of thing And now we're getting into this world where we're, like, reimagining the 80s vision of the future, which is all, like, rain and smoke and brutalist architecture, and I fucking love it. It was good. Like, it didn't feel...
1: uh, A lot of the problems that I usually have with future like depicting the future and stuff is that it's very boring and very bland and very monochromatic I guess right this movie has a lot of color and has a lot of life in the city that it makes despite
0: like despite being this like, depressing dystopian future
1: exactly like y- you get a overview of like the city and what's going on in there and you can definitely tell there's different sections and you can like the design that went around kind of building this world I I think the whoever did that deserves a lot of credit. Well, it's one of the strengths of the
0: original movie, too, is that it gives you so much detail. It gives you the sense that there is a whole world out there. There's multiple worlds out there. Yeah. And you get these little glimpses of what those lives might be, what those places might be. But it's a very small scale story. You follow Deckard. In this one, you follow Kay. Like, you have these people, you follow through these worlds, but it doesn't feel like a sort of traditional science fantasy story, like a Star Wars or something, where... The Star Wars universe feels big because of like the expanded universe shit that's come out. Mm-hmm. When you watch A New Hope, you just sort of see Luke's journey. And and you get little tastes of it with things like Moss Moss Eisley. Um but overall, like you don't get the sense that there's like all of these multiple cultures all clashing. It's like, "Oh, there's a bunch of aliens. Oh, I guess a lot of aliens live in this city." Yeah. But Blade Runner gives you this entire universe. I mean, People would probably disagree with me. I don't know. But I, I, I get the sense from watching Blade Runner that they really thought about... Even the things like... In one of the earliest scenes of the first Blade Runner, Deckard sits down and he orders some ramen or something and, like, speaks Chinese or Japanese. I don't remember what he says. And you get the sense. And then and they have that in, in Blade Runner 2049 as well. Like, all of these clashing cultures. You you have signs that are in multiple languages, which we have today, but it's taken to an extreme where, like, everyone is apparently multilingual because we have all of these culture is mashed up in this one place
1: yeah um, i noticed that too like i like the scenes where it would be someone speaking another language then they'd like answer. like uh k would answer in english when i, I think they were talking was it japanese
0: uh i think and if i'm thinking of the same scene with the dna stuff yeah yeah okay yeah, that was, so japanese. That, that was definitely japanese but then the sign on the door when he walks in there is like hindi or sanskrit or something yeah and you're it's just like that's just the world that you're in so i don't know like those kinds of details Maybe I just feel that way about Blade Runner because it's much more relatable than something like Star Wars, which is meant to be pure escapism. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the technology that they made for the film like the higher end stuff it doesn't yeah. feel
1: goofy like an iron man type of thing no because like it feels really good
0: like everything look i'm like i everything's wish clunky I- and boxy and, yeah. and feels like a laptop from 2002 like it's they'll they'll
1: get this like sphere that's like super important to the plot i won't say what it is it's, and I think it's they, in one of the trailers but yeah and then they 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 put it in this machine like this uh, it looks like a fucking laptop
0: from I, I know like 10
1: years ago they like put it in this little like a uh, concave indent and yeah. this la- and this like uh it's like mechanical shit laptop. that like
0: slides things around. And, and it
1: looks beautiful and all seems like it could actually exist in the distant future.
0: But it's like if the future spun out of the 80s. Yeah. Specifically. Let's start getting into spoilery details. Okay. So from here on out, we're talking about... Super spoilers.
1: As in, we, I, we don't we don't care what, what we're going to be saying in this next part. We're, yeah, not gonna, we're just
0: going to start using ex- examples from the movie. Yeah. Go see it if you care about weird science fiction and pretty pictures. Because goddamn, good, got some pretty pictures good film now
1: for people who have seen the movie or honestly, if you're like, I don't care about spoilers, blah, 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 just, just I don't know. I think experiencing this movie w- without having what we're about to say in your head will I've, help. I've, yeah, I think especially given
0: trailer culture that is so quick to spoil everything. Like the, the shape of water trailers do, right? <laughs> that I have if, to warn people if they're I just, interested in that movie, I do not just watch hope the trailers. That that's like act
1: one. That's my hope. That's your hope. You th- hope th- that they do. It's like a one-two switcheroo, right? And like, thing? oh, there's
0: a whole lot of movie after that, but we'll it see. feels like the whole movie. I'm scared. But Blade Runner, like the the trailer is absolutely ruined, and we're talking spoilers. Mm-hmm. The trailer is absolutely ruined. Harrison Ford being in the movie. And yeah, they made but, it out to be like a much bigger part of the movie. Well, a lot of people who are expecting Harrison Ford are going to be bored three fourths. Yeah, they're going to be like, "Where the, the fuck is? <laughs> is he?" In this room? Is he in that room? And then, yeah, um, and the the area he's in is so visually striking. As soon as. As soon as K gets there, you're like, okay, where's Harrison Ford? Yeah. You're sort of waiting for it. Because I remembered that from the trailer specifically. Yeah, it was like one of the first trailers, I think. Yeah. Uh, Which is kind of a shame. I mean...
1: Well, they did that intentionally because they want to make sure you know that Deckard is back. Right. But this isn't a Deckard is back journey. A lot of this movie deals with repercussions of the themes from the first movie as it
0: pertains to Deckard. But Deckard isn't
1: the sole focus of this film.
0: And I think it was well done. It's, It's not this whole big, oh, like like Decker didn't kill all the replicants one got away is he
1: actually a replicant or not is that answered right. in this movie
0: which i it, it wasn't no they poked at it real hard. They really, but, they, they poked but, at it so hard it left a bruise. That's but. the one thing that took me out of the movie. Whenever they poked
1: at it, I'm like, I can't tell if this is Ridley Scott just kind of <laughs> prying in with his long fingernails, going, "Come on, yeah, yeah, come on, replicant." Yeah, Packer. he's a replicant, right? <laughs> yeah. But
0: Harrison always said in interviews that he thought Deckard was a human. So that's that's what I got from it. I thought you know. I thought the more
1: like powerful thing from Blade Runner that I saw, even though I didn't like it that much, I thought like the thing that struck out wasn't like, is he a replicant or is he human? And it's, it's the idea of what if, because right. you don't know that is what and Blade Runner was. It
0: also speaks to this, this question that's at the the heart of both movies, which is that there's this divide between humans and replicants, but does that divide even matter? Yeah. You know, when we have AI that's walking around and looks like human and they're basically indistinguishable from real humans, does it matter if they have a fucking soul or not? No. Nope. Like I mean, I would say no. I mean, it's an easy thing to say, you know, hypothetically. But it's this whole like us versus them mentality, and you see, oh, the skin job, this and blah well, blah blah. Like they have, they have
1: memories. Right. That are, I mean, they're implants; they're not real memories. But like, it's the whole question of if it's well, real to you, right? Then why? What? Then makes, how can you discredit? That? It's
0: this very um existential question of what is self, what is humanity. It's probably the
1: most. Um, existential Hollywood can get in a mainstream movie. Right.
0: Because like, it doesn't just like touch on it and walk away. It's the, the heart of what the entire experience that's is. That's what Blade Runner is. Is this question. And so leaving it up to the audience to sort of figure out is Deckard humor or not is I think genius because it, it isn't important necessarily. It's like and that's not important
1: and it's not really even important in this film. It's just kind of like one of those things that you said they, they definitely poke and prod it, at it.
0: But to me, it's it's like the very end of Inception. So okay. I guess spoiler of the end of Inception. Well, did, did this movie, uh, this new Blade Runner, didn't have one of those endings? Are you talking no, about? No, it didn't. But but I'm saying like the uh, the ending of the original Blade Runner to me is kind of like the ending of um, with the top, Inception with the
1: top and the the unicorn. Yeah, those two things. because
0: because with the, the with the top, everyone's like, well, did it fall or didn't? And it's yeah. like I saw we, it wobble a little. Right, it wobbled. <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't matter. You know, I don't know if that's the if if that was a uh, up and coming Christopher Nolan strapping young lad. I don't yeah. know if that was his intent or not. But to me, it's like, well, it doesn't matter because Leonardo, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio's character doesn't care. Yeah, he's walking away from it. He's he's saying, I don't care if this is real or not. It's real to me. Mm-hmm. So that's like up for you to decide. Is that you know important or not? I think the first um, time
1: that type of theme was ever um, broadcasted to me. Was actually in a. Did you ever hear the show Without a Trace?
0: I've heard of it. It's
1: one of the. It's one of the Dick Wolf shows. Okay. Like I love know. that name, <laughs> Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. You know who Dick Wolf is uh, right. Yeah, Law and like, Order. Yeah, all that shit. Well, it was a. It was a Dick Wolf produced or created show, and it was all about finding the missing persons because without a
0: trace, where are they? Mm.
1: If we can't find them within twenty four hours or forty eight hours, they're usually dead. Mm-hmm. Like that type of show.
0: Got it. And, um, and there's aliens,
1: this, right? No, oh. unfortunately not. But there was this episode where it was like this white family and a black family and both of their kids went missing. And it's all about like, is, is, uh, law enforcement giving, um, more, cr- uh, credence to the white family than the black family. Uh, and it's like, which, which kid is going to find all of a sudden at the end, it's like, uh, one of the kids was found in the trunk and the other kid, uh, the other kid's safe or, or some no. Hold on They said like what, One kid's in a trunk One kid's safe And the and the last shot Of the episode Is one of the detectives Opening up the trunk And then you don't You don't see What's in the trunk You don't see but Which kids But you just see like Their on. reaction to it Yeah so like The point is A child died Right It's not Which race of the child You shouldn't be Oh boy I hope
0: this one died yeah, Or it's, this it's, one lived It's specifically lived. just
1: right. Like that's the first time Like as I said That theme or uh, That uh, cinematically Was done to me Right So it's, seeing it's it It's trying in, to have you Reflect on your own Biases yeah. and be like, why'd you think that, buddy? You and, know. And so the first uh, time I actually saw Inception, that bothered me until I mm-hmm. like realized I'm like, oh wait, that's not the point. And that's right. a hard distinction to kind of make because your natural curiosity will get
0: irritated that you don't know, right? Because for for literally decades, people were like, "Oh, is Deckard a replicant or not?" Yeah. It's like that's not the point of the movie. <laughs> I know. The, I mean, it, it, it's a very broad movie, and and twenty four nine is as well. Like there there are questions of what's human and what isn't, and well, with, especially with, with this um, one, this yeah. one
1: includes the biggest thing of all, which it's like
0: now it's what is the difference, right? And and if they're able to procreate, yeah, then then that just blows everything apart. Exactly. Because now now yeah, I mean the, they're their the, own the, race. The cheesy line is we're more human than the humans, yeah. which is like okay, yeah, we're more human than I the humans hate, I hate cliches like that. <laughs> um, but but like that that speaks to the idea of like oh yeah like and even Jared Leto's character Wallace, I think his name was something yeah. Wally, something and like Rommet. that. Like he's like, what's that Gromit? That's his, that's his, his, uh, goon's name. That's his goon's name. Gromit. Yeah, Gromit. She was terrifying. What was her name? I don't remember. Did they say her was, name? Her name was Gromit. <laughs> we're going to call just, her Gromit. Let's just Wallace call her Gromit. Gromit. Fuck it. Um, so Wallace, Wallace in, has this fucking God complex, right? And he's yeah. like, we're going to create
1: trillions of these fucking things. Because he, he, cause he believes in, as the quote in the movie, the, the greatest, course to for a society to succeed is on the backs of others like on the back of some sort of slave labor and so the replicants are the new slaves and so that's his vision
0: right it's like we are we are destined to conquer the stars and we're gonna do it with replicants Mm -hmm. and as our i can't make them fast enough because each one is individually dropped out of a ziploc bag at my feet yep and uh that takes a lot of time to to interview them and then murder them so you Which know I I liked
1: seeing uh I forgot if in the rig- if in the original Blade Runner you saw replicants being made but I like there's I the, like little things like that like them slipping out of the bag and with the I found slime. it kind of comical well that it, scene it, it, was fucking it was great. comical because you can but, you can picture a fart noise in it <laughs> and also the people behind us laughed cause did she, they because she just went oh yeah like when she fell out there's something
0: kind of silly about it like it, you have this shot where you're like oh that's a body like you have a moment to realize like oh there's a person in that weird yeah. pouch and then it's just kind of like and just like farts her on the ground like <laughs> and my first thought was like now she's got bruised knees she's like she was just born and now she's got bruises oh, like heal. like that's a shitty way to be born oh i think i think replicants have strong knees if ryan can gosling go through a wall <laughs> i'm sure her knees <laughs> will be fine. Times. But, yeah um but was just like there. Uh, you would think that you know, like I just saw Westworld uh, like last month. Still haven't seen Westworld. I'm not gonna again, spoilers or anything, but it's like, is, they, it, they, is it the same themes with the whole like,
1: are they human or are they robots? They, they,
0: they dabble with that whole idea of like, you know, if we're as realistic as humans, then we might as well be humans. Is there a twist? Like, in, no. Is
1: there a twist in Westworld? I'm where not the gonna main, say the there's a Characters twist. like wait. Am I a robot?
0: <laughs> is my wife a robot? I'm
1: not going to say if there is or is, is it Anthony a twist? Hopkins a robot.
0: I, I believe that saying yes, there's a twist, is a spoiler. Okay, so yes, there's a twist. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, so there is a twist. Damn it! Ryan. It is interesting, They're, but it, it gets into a lot of like philosophical things. But yeah. they 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 treat their robots almost more like. Like a weird hybrid between mannequins and like surgical things where they're like on operating tables and stuff. Oh, okay. But in this, it's like, he's she's just farted out of the bag. And, yeah. And you're not really sure how that happened, but it was just, I don't know. They're, I don't know why we're dwelling on that one scene for so long, but th- that moment—the well, scene's just, intentional. Why she plops out like that? And, well, like, yeah, the and goo, then because it's
1: meant to s- kind of just kind of visualize birth.
0: Well, yeah, so, and, and, it, and it was reminiscent of if you've ever seen like like an uh, elephant or a deer that's yeah. firstborn. born and like it can't even walk and it's like all goopy it's like and weird.
1: Shirring, I, so
0: I loved the rest of that scene, but that one moment I was just like, that's kind of silly to me. I was only like, there's got to be a better way to birth those things. Um, well. What, maybe Look, you should maybe get on there that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on it, I'm Shoot on the cannon. Shoot him case. out of a cannon <laughs> into, into a giant net um, One of the things I was, I was touching on earlier That like, there are a number of little things That felt like callbacks to the original movie Okay, I'm interested in this because none of I, I don't think I was taken out of the movie by that But I want to see what you're talking I don't, about I, Again, they didn't even really take me out of the movie So one of them was in the original movie There's a scene where Deckard is basically looking at a photograph and he's being like, okay, zoom in, turn in, go closer, yeah. turn left. And it basically lets him, like, turn a corner by looking through reflections and shit. And it's, like, fucking crazy shit. And, yeah. like, it's just, it's a kind of a bonkers scene, but... It's almost as absurd as like CSI like oh enhance 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 like a thousand times through you're looking at a hair. It's but like it's this like it's, it's sci-fi. one of those scenes but it's done
1: better than the CSI types go. In,
0: in, Enhanced to the quadricep triangle right. th- the theorem but in in 2049 you have the scene where the um like the doctor dude is looking at the the skeleton remains mm-hmm. and and you have I don't remember who was saying it, but they were like, oh, like, go, like, enhance, like, quarter circle left, whatever, and it was, like, the same, like, filters being, like, slid in front of each other, like, yeah. it felt very much like, this is the same technology that Deckard used. Yeah. Um, which isn't like, I remember the first one, but it felt like a deliberate callback, which is not a bad thing. It was, I, well, I thought, it
1: was definitely a more enhanced version I of thought that was well done, because used.
0: that was, that was giving you a point of connection to be like, here's the technology from the, the first movie, and there's, like, an analog in this movie. Yeah. Um... Because from the first movie, if I, as I said, I I can't remember, I'm trying to
1: remember what I can, but it was, it was very, it, it seemed a lot more low tech with Deckers in the original Blade Runner. Was it as high tech as this there one There was, was a was? lot of high tech stuff. I know it was high tech, but it seemed in this one, it was more clean. It was the only cause It thing... was in an established professional environment. Right. In and relations it's, and to it's like 20, his
0: apartment or whatever, wherever right. he was. And it's like 20, 30 years later. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if there were holograms in the first one. There were definitely giant screens. That was one of the famous shots in the first one is the mm-hmm. giant geisha billboard video thing. I don't remember giant people being no. in there. Uh, Well, those are like holograms, right? Yeah. But they had giant video billboards of people. So that is just like, oh, what's a more advanced version of that? Holograms of that. So that that made sense to me. Um, then the only have, thing that really didn't fit in to me were, uh, Wallace's little floating drone buddies, the little very smooth pebble things. Okay. I, yeah, that, that seemed odd, but compared to the rest of the technology in that movie, which felt very eighties retrofuturism, that was just like, here's some sci-fi shit we made up. It's like, it's I, like, how are they flying? Like, even the, the police I, drones. I had
1: the same problem with the, with that technology, but for some reason I looked past it because... The sound that they make is so soothing <laughs> oh, to me. Oh, the sounds in this like fucking little, like, movie! Yeah, it's like a little popping, like a little yeah. clicking, but like they're not sharp clicks. They're very nope. just they're very fresh and they're, they're and they
0: have weight. I, le- I was able to kind of gloss over them because I just assumed, okay, this has got to be one of the richest men on the planet. Yeah, and presumably he has some crazy fucking technology no one else has. Um, but but it's like you have those police drones—the one that comes out of the roof of his car. And that has no obvious flying mechanism, but it just sort of seems like this big bulky thing. So you're like, it's got some jets in it. It's, I'm sure it's fine. It also seems like something that would exist in the future where like, uh,
1: uh, I guess police or law enforcement would eventually have a drone that is attached to their car that has a serial number. That's, theirs so right. like it's a piece when, of equipment when they're on a scene like at this strange place they can automatically send the drone up and the drone will s- like uh go around the circumference of the area and i'm like that's right. smart that's cool it, i like can, i like seeing shit like yeah
0: i can create evidence by like videoing and photographing mm. and stuff like and yeah. like the way he communicated it wasn't like like pr- pressing on some giant futuristic hologram well, was Ram also watch. one of the things from the original blade runner like, was was they would interact with technology by by speaking to it yeah which at the time, was crazy sci-fi nonsense, and now we all have that in our phones. So mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 little shit like that. Where you're like, oh, that that's neat. Yeah. Um, but but this, like all the monitors one, look like they came out of the '80s. They're all like one color monitors, you know. But I am glad that they didn't go the route
1: of giving because I can, look i I can see this movie if Hollywood execs got a hold of it. I can literally like yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I can picture. I it can would picture, have voiceover. I can picture one going. That little drone that he has, I think we can make that a comic relief character for from mm-hmm. when for after the big fight. Maybe have it like hit the tree and like go. Like, I actually
0: had that thought. I about could his, I could see um, them making
1: that an R two D two type character oh if the movie went off on some just horrible
0: way. Like it takes out all the the scavenger dudes and yeah. then he just nods and it's like. Brow, brow, and yeah, ex- exactly. Um, I kind of had that thought a little bit with his his uh his like robot hologram girlfriend. That it seems like. He They introduced the technology that she's restricted to his apartment, and then he's like, I have this little device, and now you can come with me anywhere, and I feel like that only existed to have, and this isn't a complaint necessarily, mm-hmm. but it feels like it was just a vehicle to give him someone to talk exposition with. While they're traveling places. I I see that, but I but she was also like a super important part to his character. She was. Like, and it felt justified. I think they did a really good job of it because he didn't have a partner. And mm-hmm. that would have felt very hokey as well because that's not the, the the film noir way. Most of everything
1: he's doing with her is him trying to have a real type of relationship with something. Because he, uh, I think it's, it might be, it was offhandedly said by someone else, but I guess it's true. He doesn't like real women right like human women he likes i guess he keeps to himself Holograms. yeah yeah exactly so um that it, she was more of a doorway into like his character than any other because right nothing but really... it was
0: it was my point of, of like why i think it was very clever is is it was a external thing that had rules like it was this physical thing that could break and they set that up, very Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you're sure about this? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I know what's going to happen here. Oh, like, right, right <laughs> when they said that, I was like, oh, well, guess what's happening? Yeah. Which guess- is like, that kind of stuff is a bummer, but... There also were a lot I didn't of predicted whose boot was going to come down on it. Yeah. Gromit. Yep. Good
1: old Gromit. <laughs> Gromit. Whenever Gromit pissed me off a lot because every time yeah. Gromit showed up, I'm like, oh, you son of a what bitch. are you going to
0: do now? <laughs> I
1: know. because She's just relentless. Yeah, she was terrifying. Just like I mean, just like the replicants in the original Blade Runner. They were just when when they do something violent. It's not like this cynical, like lust. Type no, it's like thing. precision. It's yeah. like and you're dead.
0: That's what's scary about it. It's yeah. Just Fuck. It's just brute force precision and you get the sense that they're way stronger than they look yeah um while also seeming so. I mean especially when, when she's first introduced and she's like <clears throat> pouring herself some tea and having a conversation with someone she's like oh I need to take care of some business whatever yeah. and you just get that sense of like corporate hostility when he's in the archives mm-hmm. um and that was what I was talking about earlier with um like kind of exposition dump was when <clears throat> Kay is walking through the old archives with the bald dude And and he's like, yeah, there was a blackout and we lost all kinds of data to do do, do, exposition like that stuff that was broken down in the animated short. Mm -hmm. That's the the story of the blackout. okay, which then caused all of this.
1: Yeah, it was it was odd for the bald guy to be like, we lost all of our photos. In fact, everybody lost everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah.
0: And I mean, they played it up for a joke, which which, there were a couple moments of levity,
1: which I really enjoyed. There was one moment of levity that I thought didn't fit with the tone. It felt like it was should have been a part of a marvel movie i wonder if i'm thinking of the same scene but go is it the part where she uses her head to scan like to get the security and then she just drops her head on the table but her head like bounces off in some way it was a very
0: comical yeah that
1: that was not what i was thinking that was played for laughs but it felt odd in that specific scene especially right after what just happened and but maybe that's the point
0: i I think the point was it was it was showing how heartless she is right well i get that but it was it was it could have been her
1: head clunked on the tape
0: it was was done to because it could have she could have just dropped her back on the floor she could have her head could have hit the desk and then slid off but it was like this like we could have heard like a like a crunch like a snap sound like yeah like if they she definitely just, didn't shy away from oh no disgusting like, shit whenever something
1: movie. brutal happened they they Oof. made sure to you felt it yeah jesus christ some of that sound getting punched direction. in the back of the head by replicant <laughs> <sure> did, <laughs> oh
0: that poor guy sure
1: does a lot like he didn't it, deserve it, that it wasn't what he looked like it's the sounds he was oh, making to God. me like just dr- i guess drowning in his own
0: blood y- yeah i guess just oh just death noises some terrifying shit in that yeah um no, the the scene that felt like it didn't really fit, it did, but it kind of okay. bothered me a little bit. Was was after Kay and Deckard fight in the casino. They're like, and you, then it's do like, you want a drink? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of like, eh, that just didn't seem into their characters. Harrison Ford's always got to have one of those like scenes. I did like he's the gonna... mountain of bottles in the casino though. Yeah, I was like, he's been here a while. Um, what's it taste like? Ask him. Ha Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, ho. and like, I see uh, see what you did there. Ha-ha. asking if the dog is real? There are a lot of like little, like, little like, world building shit just everywhere. Like, yeah, but one of the things that I, I, you, you mentioned earlier that the like every frame of painting kind of idea mm-hmm. toward, towards uh, watching a movie, and and there were a hundred percent individual shots in this movie where I was like, I want this on my wall, or like, this could be in a fucking textbook about movies. Of oh, like, yeah, here's like some juxtaposition shit where you're like holy shit, this is telling me a world of information in one shot. Like one of the and first
1: opening shots of the film when um David, Dave... Dave Bautista. Yeah, when his character comes into the house and you see the stove and you see him walking in place of the stove and the camera's coming in and then you see the just pitch black silhouette of Ryan Gosling's character in the chair. I right. thought that that was just a beautiful image. And getting that... Roger get, Deakins shit. Getting stuff like that right off the bat, it's mm-hmm. like... You can't get a shot like that unless you plan and you and you make sure that it's right. You don't just like okay Get the cinematographer on here. Okay, here's a room. Just uh, do a straight just shot. Make sure we see him. Yeah, exactly. Just like. But
0: it also works for the kind of movie it is because when that happened, it was very quiet. All you really hear is the bubbling of the the boiling pot. Yeah. And I was just expecting, okay, he's gonna walk into the room, and then the uh, we didn't know his name, but K is gonna like jump in and tackle him, like punch. Like you're him or waiting something. for like this like burst of action, and it doesn't happen.
1: I mean, it's kind like of like the opening it. to Blade Runner where it's like a slow investigation scene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The the Voigt Kampf test. Yeah. Um. Which I think they, they very uh, that was another thing when they showed the 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 like audio archive of I guess Deckard interviewing um, the the lady mm-hmm. and I was just like this this feels a little bit heavy handed because it feels way too convenient that Deckard is the only old Blade Runner <laughs> yeah. that he ever hears about. Um, but I guess if they used the the void comp test from the beginning of the first Blade Runner, that would have been too much of just like, yeah. "There's a turtle on its back. Or you flip it over. Why did you do that, Leon?" And like that would have been like, "Okay, it's Blade Runner." Um, and they don't do void tests anymore, I guess, because they're all obedient and they have different interrogation for for police officers. Yep, which was terrifying. Just the fucking sounder. They hit you with so many walls of noise, and it's just so stressful. But. Oh, I fucking loved it though. Intentionally, as well. That, like
1: that's 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 what I, as I said, I'll I keep saying it. That. That's what I loved about this film. But that's seriously what I loved who did about the
0: the soundtrack. I don't know if I can look it up right now, but um, yeah, was it, it, was, it just, was
1: just the mass of everything coming together to make a solid package.
0: But but there was shit like when near the end of the movie when they wash up on the shore, and I I don't know because they they established earlier. I think in an, another awesome. There are a lot of really cool just city shots of like things flying around and stuff and it wasn't fucking coruscant on star wars where where you have like a billion ships flying around nonstop. Yeah. like even the original blade runner i still remember a good number of ships in the sky but this one's very spartan this one seems to be like like when know, there's a ship in the sky that's what you're looking at that's it, the only thing when when i uh I, I
1: had this thought uh when i watched the movie when it was only his kind of like uh law enforcement vehicle in the sky i'm like because there's no way in the future we're going to have flying cars because that's just too much of a health risk. But there is a future... If they're self-driving. I still couldn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like... They're buildings up... I mean, that, that's, that's... I think like, it's just not practical for yeah. a lot of the reasons we think it is. But I could see in the future flying, like, police cars. I mean, we have
0: police helicopters. Yeah, so. but like,
1: think of like just a just something that can get around easier that gives them more
0: control. Like, that, that was... I like it, it that. It fits in, in with the very uh, dystopian, authoritative... Yeah. Like when you see the LAPD building, it looks like something out of Dread, and you're just like, Jesus Christ. That looks like straight out of the new Dread. Yeah. The, the big... Uh, I'm trying to remember if that... I'm sure that same building was in the original Blade Runner. I just It's been a while. Yeah. Um. But so there's a shot in, there's in the, the movie... Because there's always the big tower. Right. But there's a shot in the movie where they're they're flying over uh the this giant wall, and you realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's the ocean on the other side. Okay. And you have just tons and tons of of city and population just slamming right up against this wall and then you have the ocean and when you think about the the geography of LA you're like wow they turned every square inch of LA into city which is which ugh. is like but like th- that wall with the ocean sells it in a way more to me than than just seeing downtown be this fucking monstrosity of buildings it's like no they built like the slums in brazil they built as far as they could yeah and then built a wall to be like you can't even see the ocean and there's that one girl's like i've never seen a tree before like that's the kind of shit that sells you this world that they're in but you see the ocean and you're like okay like that's where the ocean is and that sort of tells you a bit about the world but then later they crash upon the the shore and they get out and stuff and you're like there's no beach there's no sand it's like fucking concrete that the water is crashing into that fucking blew me away I was just like, I don't know if you had that moment or not when, when, when they're like crawling out on the, on the, no. Cause like at first I thought it
1: was a beach set. And then as you said, looking at it, you're realizing just like how even the beach is, I guess, is
0: like concrete and shit. How just,
1: lifeless the, uh, humanity has become in
0: this world. Right. Like it's just all manufactured. Everything is, is fake in a way. It's everything is, is, is man-made which, yeah. you know, the replicants are mm-hmm. man-made um, So it was things like that and just the attention to detail Yeah, just continually blowing away. There was another thing that kind of cracked me up a bit, which was the advertisements for companies that don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Did you notice that? No. What were they? uh, Uh, There was a giant ad for Atari. I saw that. There was also a building with a giant Pan Am uh, logo on it. I didn't see that. Um. I knew there were a ta- couple other ones. I definitely were, saw Atari because it's... Because Atari was in the original one, too. There was giant Atari ads. Yeah. Um, but when I saw that, I was just like, eh. Like, I kind of wagged my finger at the screen a little bit. Char, um, what else? There is one scene that I do want to gush about. Please. Well,
1: actually, before I do that, I just want to see if you notice something that I noticed just as an off-the-bat thing. Hmm. In that one beautiful shot of the dog walking through... The, was that dog CG? Was that a real dog? I think it was a real dog. Really, and you know what shot I'm talking about? Where like it's after after he's they've knocked they've taken Decker. Yes, and like after they've pretty much gotten everything, it's like right before I think they might take the tracker out of his pocket because it's like oh we, we tracked you. Type right, of thing. but the it's a dog's, dog's walking through this orange dust.
0: It's a beautiful right. shot, and it then, then it follows sort of the follows the dog. up, and then you see like the ship's flying away from the yeah. dog. Yeah, that shot was fucking
1: Was, was that a was that dog CG? I want to say that I, I can't I tell if it was a real dog.
0: See, It's I not a big confused. thing. It's just something I'm just wondering I was if you know. I was confused because when they first showed the dog, I was like, is that even a dog? Or is that like like a, a doll just sitting there? Because <laughs> yeah. it was like bone still when they first showed the dog and it's like pure silhouette. No, Do you remember? No, no, I know oh, you're yeah. talking about a no, different scene. No
1: no, 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 no. I know what scene you're talking about because I was about to say during that scene, I had a studio exec perched on my shoulder going... <laughs> Just wait for the silence. And then it goes, Row! and right. scares him. And yeah. then he turns around and then Harrison Ford's there. But this and he movie, has a gun pointed at movie him. We
0: didn't do that. No, it didn't. There, there were startling moments, mm. like gunshots and stuff like that, but like, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the, the... Not really even that startling, too. No. It was it was just kind of like, okay, the action's starting now. Let's... let's. But it's like, it's startling because it's a startling event. It's not artificially well, just gun... like, well, here's... Nyeh. Silence. Yeah. And then, bah, we well, get you.
1: It's like gunshots are loud. So right. So, of course, it's going to be just... I mean... Just all the fucking fight in the casino. Yo, that's what I was going to oh, gush over. Oh, God. That, that casino fight was probably... Is definitely... One of my top three film uh sorry, one of my top three scenes in the whole film because um the sound design, the the, the shots, the the things that are actually going on. because yep. we had the holograms of like Elvis and like Vegas. <laughs> right. Like old Vegas shows are going on, but the audio is also semi-blown out and also and like it's also only, really unsettling to it, see like all these can can dancers and it's silent. Yeah, it's like dead it's silent. Just, <laughs> but every once in a while like ten seconds will go by, there's no sound all of a sudden randomly for two seconds will be like Right. Like it'll just be Elvis just sounding, like, just garbled and mm-hmm. just everything. And he's like teleporting around the room. And
0: sometimes it'll
1: sound clean.
0: Well, and then you had uh, Kay jumping out and grabbing Deckard, jumping out from, like, behind a hologram. Yeah. So as an audience member, you're also confused because you're seeing, like, oh, there's a person. Oh, no, that's a real person. And, like, that also gets him off guard. Oh, oh, by the way, talking about hologram within a hologram or, like, thing yeah. things I just want, Yo, a thing. Yo! Yo! I'm just... Yo, that scene!
1: No, I was just going to say, before they, like... Like, once they first... Uh, You're the, talking about
0: the the, the, the prostitute, prostitute and the hologram. And the hologram.
1: World. When the ho- when the prostitute first, like, kind of synced up with the hologram, I'm like, is this going to be the first movie in American history <laughs> to have two naked ladies take up the same amount of screen? <laughs> <laughs> and they did it. They, they did it. That was such... Like, that's a good scene. Like, that... that the fucking... A lot of scenes, like, I could see a rated R playing it up for the whole, like, okay... Let me take my clothes off and let's. No, because it was a really emotional scene,
0: and it had a lot of context. I, I just well, the the visuals of her as the hologram were so fucking simple. And the, well, the sound wor- so everything to
1: do with it, the sound design too, with the holograms, like when
0: when it was fucking up, was really well done too. But but everything with the girlfriend whose name I don't remember, uh, whatever the hologram girl paid for by <laughs> right. And I loved like the little chime that would play, and like the the, the how like, you always the design of like her menus and stuff. Like I was a fan of all that. Like
1: shit. whenever you heard the sound, it, it definitely you knew that was her. It's kind of like hearing Windows or Mac right. start up. Yep. it's a, it, it's that was born thing. from
0: that idea of like mm-hmm. it's technology and and it has these these cues with it. But just the fact that you would get certain shots depending on the lighting, a lot of the time that made it look like she was physically there. And then you would see like oh no like in the corner of her ear you can see the light is like piercing through it. Have you not seen her? Uh no, I have not seen. Okay, her. never mind. I need to see her because there's a
1: there's the, a scene plays a, kind of like the same as it did in her. Okay. It has the same With like hologram meaning. stuff. Yeah, except it's bet- you know the phone and I know the another. the
0: like premise of of her.
1: Yeah, so you know so like this isn't a spoiler of course, mm-hmm. but in her um there's a scene where they get this real girl to have sex with him but it's going to be the phone's the phone's voice so it's like
0: so he's pretending to have sex with her yeah
1: so it's kind of like the same thing in terms of getting close to something that's not real by using something that's real intangible right but you also don't want right which is
0: i love uh, it's such a good there's a lot of layers to it but just Visually, I was just stunned watching that scene. When her face, like when their faces melted, like just. Right.
1: Had it. But, but oh, they, also, when like one of them started. Oh, sorry, this. I, I have to give the film a lot of credit for this. Whenever they were touching the holograms or whatever, they made sure, or the direct, the director, I think definitely made sure that their hands were always just hovering over the person. Yeah, <laughs> like it was never like I'm holding her, but
0: she's a hologram. But oh, I'm it was holding so her. fucking well done. But I wonder how many of those shots they actually shot with both of them, and how many were shot separately because yeah. some of them were clearly like when she walks through him. It's like obviously that was a separate take uh, with VFX, but. There were some shots where it looked like they were just there together, and I mean, then just they're just making up. parts of her have the light bleed through. Yeah, um, and I love the scene when she went on the rooftop in the rain, and it was sinking to the it's, rain. It's like yeah, you're watching like the the fucking computer running her, or whatever, like generating the raindrops on her. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ! I love this. There's
1: movie. so much just, attention to detail. God. Like they actually. They care about the technology, the people, and the world. Because at first I thought it was just
0: raining on her. I was like, wait, is she she physical now? And, like, they just keep... It's like they give you enough time to figure it out. They're just looking at her hand. And it's like, no, you're, like, watching it being drawn. Yeah. Just, oh, fuck. That shit blew my mind. But specifically those shots were, like, her hands are running through his hair. And then you see, like, her ghost hands, like, also grabbing. Just... I was like, I've never seen this before. I've just, it's like, I I love having that feeling of, and the same thing happened with the casino fight. Mm -hmm. Um, just, I have never seen these visuals that I've, I'm seeing right now. And I never imagined them. It's easy to imagine what a space fight will look like. We've seen a billion of them. There's been science fiction written about them, but I don't know, maybe I, I need to go out more, but I'm happy there wasn't a space fight in this. I mean... There was a sky fight. Yeah, it was a sky fight. It was... But it was was, pretty understated. It was just, pal, you're down. Yeah, it's not like a big thing.
1: (laughs) Like, this didn't... didn't Where were they going? This didn't go the direction... When they were driving... are better,
0: more better. Were they not going to Wallace? Was Gromit not going back to Wallace? She said we're going home. Wait a second. And they were flying towards some lit-up structure out in the ocean, which... Fuck. My assumption was that they're going off-world. That was my assumption. Because he he made that threat. He was like, off-world... Yeah, I, I'll make you talk. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming that's some sort of, like, platform to launch into space. But the fact she just said we're going home was weird to me. Where was she born? She was born in Wallace's complex, I'm guessing. Yeah, she was a like replicant. Paper
1: bag woman. Plastic bag Plastic woman. bag woman, sorry. Paper or
0: plastic. Maybe you have the option when you buy replicants. <laughs> Which replicant
1: do you want? Paper yeah. or plastic? Yeah, well, that one's 10 cents. So. Yeah, I don't know where they were going.
0: I'm uh, assuming off-world. But, I could, that but, could have been also something that you and I just... Maybe they should have had voiceover where, where we zoom in on Decker and he's like, so they're taking me off world, huh? Let's see how that ha- ends up for them. Yeah, we're just like, hmm. So the replicant woman thought that me as a human,
1: not a replicant, needed to go. Gu- <laughs> <laughs> that would be Harrison and Ford doing And they slowly looks lines. at the camera, by <laughs> yeah. the way, I'm not a replicant. F- fuck you, Ridley. <laughs> oh, did, did, did Harrison and Ridley get into like a fight? Um,
0: I don't know. Maybe. Do you think they, A I kerfuffle. wonder if there was like some sort of like. Apparently Harrison Ford, uh, punched, uh, Ryan Gosling during the production well, of this movie. Not on purpose. Well, they were fighting in the movie and then he connected. Yeah. I, I, I
1: bet you I could tell which point in the movie that was. It was probably, probably, the, probably the point where he was consistently punching him over and over <laughs> and over right.
0: again. Yeah. Probably that part. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I wanted to talk about. I, I don't know. It, it's it's the kind of movie where like while, while I'm watching it, I'm just very much engrossed in the movie. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm just like, I just want to talk about it. But it, it took every a lot to watch.
1: It. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I can't go right back to the theater and watch no, it. No, that's
0: not time. a movie I'm in a rush to watch again. Yeah. Because it, it, again, it had that very deliberate pacing. We we, we talked briefly to, to Ross before we saw it. Uh, wait, should and, we out him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I we can cut it if he's like, don't fucking tell people. But okay. he said he fucking hated it. Or, or let's redo that he he, Ross he was not a fan he was not a fan of the movie he said he he thought it was too slow and that it could have been cut like an hour shorter but he said he he also thought he also that said that he was didn't, because of his adD right and so. also he said he didn't want to say that publicly because he doesn't want to be oh, okay, murdered great. on the internet awesome so guys just be cool just be cool guys it's just his opinion okay <laughs> but definitely if you're not I mean If you look at the branding, if you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, it's this weird kind of artsy sci-fi movie. If you're not experienced with, like, film noir, like, if you've never actually watched any old detective movies, Mm -hmm. which this is clearly paying homage to the same way the the original Blade Runner did, you're going to be fucking bored. You're going to be, like, staring at people walking for half an hour and be like, holy shit, this doesn't need to be in the movie. And that's a totally valid opinion, but... I think I still think
1: there was way too, there was a lot of information told within those shots to where it
0: there were as I scenes. said as I
1: said it was it was kind of like the opposite of what Edgar Wright does how he does a bunch of quick, quick cuts in different places to tell the general idea just like I'm um, in Hot Fuzz the tran the instead of just showing him go on a train and do this like long montage it was just force sh- like. A mixture of four different shots of
0: train with the plan outside right you know taxi Just in a span of 10 seconds we get the information we need in a humorous way and now we're on our way and in this one they'll have one
1: shot and that tells you the information of the scene and then the scene plays out and like that type of thing that's I that's how the it only feel, felt for sequence
0: me. that i felt like it went on for too long um was when he was at the the boiler room mm-hmm. going back to where the 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 horse oh with was. the horse
1: when he's like walking slowly because that was that was
0: probably like five minutes of him walking down there and grabbing the thing and unwrapping it and i get it thematically why it's like that's a big fucking moment for him mm-hmm. it did feel a little bit long yeah i, well, I think it could a little bit faster
1: for me I, I can't remember which wallace scene it was because he only has three scenes but one of the wallace scenes felt just a little bit
0: long was it the one where me. he's talking to deckard I can't Cause remember. Because they spent a long time talking uh, without really saying much yeah, exactly. until
1: it started to kind of... There was like a lot of the dialogue from Wallace where I'm like, okay, I understand who your character is, but you just keep talking. Especially because Deckard didn't say anything. anything and he just yeah. sort of kept
0: talking at Deckard yeah. saying all this high flutin' philosophical stuff. It was and It was like one of
1: those big villain rants where there isn't necessarily a big bad villain type of thing. Well, because he's
0: not like, ah, well, you've uncovered my plot. It's like, no, I want to make a billion robot babies. Yeah. That's my plan. Who's He's like, me okay, these I assumed babies. as much because you said that earlier. Just, I guess Harrison didn't hear that. Why does he want so many babies? He just wants robot babies. He wants... Because wants- they obey him, and he'll be a god to the stars. He can't control humans. He can control robots.
1: Do you think his little pebbles give him the ability to kind of see more due to like i don't know like how did that help him
0: that my my idea which again i i was mine was kind of like i was expecting it to cut to like his robot vision exactly yeah and i'm kind of glad it didn't because that's always a little bit hokey um my my assumption is that those little robots have some sort of like projection scan technology to create 3d images and that he gets that in his brain somehow i don't know he, it wasn't clearly the click, explained. The of rebels. I'm more, I'm more confused when pebbles. they first introduced that with, with the, when the replicant is born, mm-hmm. and uh, Gromit opens up the little, <laughs> like, case, and there's a bunch of different little stones in it. Yeah. And she selects one and puts it up on his thing. Like, did the, So that... Like are those
1: different types of vision? Maybe is is he a boss? And in the <laughs> boss fight, you're gonna have to go against
0: all nine of his chips. Oh my god! All nine of his forms. <laughs> I got through the th- the third chip, but that fourth chip oh, gave me a problem. Once he can see me through walls, man. <laughs> it gets tough. Uh, I was a little bit confused when. Uh so Kay gets beaten up by Gromit. He, Kay gets the shit kicked out of him throughout the whole movie. He really does. Like and, the, <laughs> and I like that they had that one scene where he sort of glues his wound back together. I love that. I thought the effects on that scene were done. They were really well. I, I, I was, I'm assuming it's CG, but it looked real. Yeah. Um. Uh. Specifically after they're in Vegas and and um they take away Deckard. Mm-hmm. Um. And then like. The, the weird underground resistance people come and find him, and then he wakes up next to the campfire. Yeah. It, I, it felt a little bit jarring to me. In hindsight, I guess it's fine, but they're like, at this campfire, I'm like, okay, so now he's like outside the I, city, sort of outside the it, system. It, it gave me this... uh odd
1: hunger games feel a little bit where it was like we're the dystopian lower class and the like and i get like a part of that's the point of blade runner but it it did feel like a different movie it felt
0: like like they were outcasts that were outside the system outside society just existing on their own trying to like Create this resistance, or whatever. One and then them. the next time we cut to him, he's in this underground watery bunker and there's like a hundred of them. Yeah. That all come out. I'm like, where are we? I guess and then I guess we were in LA the whole time. It just yeah. it felt a little bit disjointed. But I'm glad they hung out by that fire because that transition from the the little sparks coming off the fire yes. to flying through the city, I was like, is just, Oh my God, this is just fucking gorgeous! I just that transition blew. I just blew my deacons every time about the one with the embers, and then it goes, yeah, yep.
1: and then it goes into the city. Uh, well, just the shot of just the embers in general. Even yeah, though, it was just that, 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 that's funny. Thing. Even the transition <laughs> shots are beautiful, right? Which is great. that was like the
0: only real transition like that I can think of. Yeah, and if there were more like that, it would have probably become distracting. Mm-hmm. But just that one time, like you're staring up at all these little embers flying up in a space, and it's just like a very hypnotizing sort of scene. And then you're like, "Oh, we're flying for. Oh, we're in the city. Okay, now we're here. Now, like I just, ah, uh, shit, like that made me go, okay, I love this movie. Just, just, the, as it's, I- it's the kind of shit that I knew like. Even if the plot was garbage, which it isn't, mm-hmm. and it almost became garbage, it got real close to the, becoming garbage. Plot, yeah, well, I it was it was, scared was for a it moment. was heading
1: into garbage territory. As for me, when um, they were introducing that uh, the, the resistance leader, the resistance leader, that shit with, with the one eye, and it's like, are and, you going to tell me to look at my left eye? Oh, I don't have an eye. I'm this leader that speaks to you, and I'm forcing out this choice to for you, right? For some reason, it's at bigger the last than second. you and
0: and then oh by the way you're dying not, for a cause you're not the,
1: the child is just as important as it doesn't mean you so actually die the
0: the resistance stuff felt a little bit strange and it felt very uh, rushed would be my I guess so because then it never, it never has any payoff which I guess presumably if they make a Blade Runner 2050 because
1: in the beginning you do see the woman or maybe like a third of the way through the movie sorry yeah, you yeah, see yeah. the woman and she's like hey find what you can about him so they set yeah, it up and I was just you, like
0: who's that lady Yeah, you and know
1: then, there's this underground or you know there's the, there's this underground group of replicants that want information.
0: And I was also a little bit confused because the the prostitute he sleeps with puts the tracker in his jacket, mm-hmm. and then the LAPD finds him. And I'm like, were they using the same tracker? How did they find him? I just assumed he that... He was using the same car, though. When
1: when you think they could track their own cars, he still had the drone so. in it and
0: everything, didn't they? Or was
1: that his drone, or was that one of their
0: drones surveying? No, I think everything. that was the LAPD okay drone. Because yeah, and then and then his um. His like commanding officer. I just think she's Claire Underwood. I don't remember. No, the that's how they that, because but, she
1: went on the computer and found out where right, he was. Right. Well,
0: so so Robin Wright, that's the actor's name. I don't remember what her character's name was. Um, uh, she she was like, okay, well you have you know I can get you out of the building alive, which I was like, does she realize
1: what is happening or is she? Yeah, that that's what that it, it threw me for a loop because. She acted the exact way she I thought she would have acted if she, if he told her something else. Right. Like but but because he specifically, oh I forgot we we can spoil. Yeah. But because he specifically told her what he did, which is like I took care of it. I did what you asked me to and do. And then she goes, I'll get you out of here alive. I'm like, wait, well, okay, it's how like, did that did, signify that yeah. line? How did that? how
0: did that how I, did I, they it, get there? It, it it felt a little bit jumbled up there, but then she was like, okay, I can get you out of the building alive, and then you have 48 hours. Yeah. Why was she able to track him on his computer, on her, on her computer? If she, if she knew that he was in danger and needed to get out of the city, she would have been like, all right, we need to get, you know, or at least like, I'll get you out of the building and then I'm going to like wipe my shit. Yeah. Instead of, oh, let me, and I thought she was like calling security with the little button, but that button is just to turn off her monitors. Yeah, that's like it's I like, thought. It was like an emergency button. It's like there's like a like a, I think there's like a Chrome extension that makes it look like you're on a spreadsheet. If you like hit a button, I think if there's one button you <laughs> add like, under no, your no, desk, working.
1: it's not the turn off all monitors button. It's the emergency button, and then you can ta- turn in the emergency button. If it you also, hold it, then it turns off. If the it's, screen.
0: If its entire function is to. Without alerting anyone in in the room, hey, I just turn off all my screens, and this is how you do it. It failed its only job because she sat down. and Went here's the screens turned on. Yep. So what was the point of that?
1: Well and, well, and like when they turned off, she like did a little like eye glance. There's a lot of like direction in terms of where they made characters look and how they reacted to certain things right. minimalistically
0: and stuff that I liked. I was just I, I kept waiting for like guards to bust in the room or, or something, and then. Nope, that's just the button that turns off the monitors, and also no, no data is deleted. She can just go right in there. I thought it should have been. It it felt a little unnecessary. Yeah, well, Um,
1: it would have been better if, like, I think we would have felt differently about it if, like. We got the feeling the desk was the computer type of thing, like she was just turning off the desk uh, type of thing. But hmm. this looks specifically like this was a special button under, like, because whenever you see someone press a button, you think of a bank robbery or a gas right. station, yeah. or like the evil villain that's it's like the silent alarm, like, like the evil villain that's sitting there is like, mm, I hope that the this isn't a trap door, <laughs> right? So that was probably it's probably one of the least effective evil person buttons that ever exists definitely <laughs> it if just turns movie goes down in history for
0: anything it's gonna be a watch mojo list for the most ineffective security measures in movies <laughs> the worst button presses in movie history
1: <laughs> i think that's all i got i don't know I'm trying to think like I, i'm pretty much wearing myself out yeah. on the subject just because like i mean i'm sure i'd have more to say but it would i need to also rest on it too cuz we ju- we're spitting out everything literally not e- like we started this not even
0: an hour after we saw it. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just sort of gabbing about like oh, I I love this scene and then yeah. also this scene just but I I think it's also it's it's I hope this movie does well because for more, uh,
1: specifically for the director for the director and the cinematographer and to show that hey we need people like well that there's an audience for
0: for sci-fi big budget movies that aren't purely explosions because i love big sci-fi explosion movies they're um, great the, the, but that's why marvel's
1: here and d de- and, and uh, have you seen the recent justice league trailer
0: i have not a fan not what a is fan. their deal i don't know how know. can they keep
1: fucking up? And they're, they're, they do, but they, they're making the same mistake every time. Right. They're like, this time it'll work. It's like how I said I played rabbits. I don't learn my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: not learning their lesson. Right. But uh, yeah, just totally, it's all over the place. It looks super intense and serious, and then it's like, oh, I just push people and run away. And it's like, This does not fit with the theme of anything in this movie. Visually, musically, nothing. It's just a. Someone's going to fast forward to this part and think we're talking about Blade Runner. They're like, whoa, I didn't. It's bad. Whoa. No. Wow. I I just, yeah. It's. There's a lot of. And I've never read any Philip K. Dick books, but I've seen a lot of movies based off of Philip K. Dick books. Yeah. Um, And I've read a lot of science fiction. I've read a lot of science fiction short stories, especially. And I love when they tackle these really weird hypothetical situations to sort of act, act as a mirror as a black mirror if you will have you have you seen black Mirror? yeah Well, it's like it's this idea well, that's what like, science fiction is right is like it doesn't have to be
1: well th- but, I know but that but a well, lot of
0: the best science fiction tends to be like we're gonna take a modern day issue and and propel it into the future and then use all these abstractions with science fiction and metaphor to sort of separate it from us, but it's, oh, now we can sort of reflect that back on ourselves, or we think about, oh, when we get there, what kind of society do we want to be? There's yeah. a lot of questions, and I think Blade Runner 2049 does a good job of planting seeds for a lot of conversations. It's not purely, what if robots looked like people? You also have, um, like, if conversations about... If you can have sex about- with a
1: human, and you can have sex with, with, with a robot, then why would a robot want to have sex with a hologram using a real woman?
0: I mean, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> just saying <laughs>
0: but like the, like the the scene with um the the dream lady yeah uh, where they're talking about like like why why do replicants need dreams and and it's like oh well we can do something nice for them and like kind of like just touching on these like strange little philosophical strands and you you, you picked up on that though when when she said that line my ears perked
1: up right away i'm like hmm
0: when, which which line When she's
1: like talking about how her childhood she was kind of like sheltered or whatever. For I, it went program. right over my head. And so, like, during, I was di- very unobservant I, during I didn't, that scene. I didn't know. And then she's crying, and I'm like, why is she crying? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> it makes sense now. Right. Like, when I heard that, my ears perked up, and I was like, that scene. It may, I felt like when I watched that scene, I didn't get something. But then mm. later, it's explained, and I'm like, right. oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because
1: I, because she acted oddly and sometimes she did act oddly, well, sometimes also like uh, Gromit cried and I'd be like, right, OK, I thought
0: Gromit was there were was a lot a of tough girl. little side characters and side moments where you're just kind of like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like I personally wanted more with the uh, oh, what did he call himself? The the like uh, the, the, the shady he called himself like doctor something. And he was the one that scanned the, the statue and was like, oh, like I can get you a horse or like oh, a goat. Like, what do you yeah. want? I, like, I want to see the movie with this guy. The guy in Captain Phillips. <laughs> I'm the I captain. Yeah, he's the
1: I am the captain now guy. He is. Is he? Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, Look shit. at me. Look at me. I'm the captain. Now. I'm the captain now. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's dummy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Sure thing. Yep. Here's the keys. Hey, I'm saving the whole crew. Woo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> captain Phillips, the movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, also,
1: did uh, did did Miss Higher Up want to boink our our robot
0: protagonist? Miss Higher Up. Oh, oh, Robin. Did Robin Wright want to boink? I don't think so. Well, there was that one scene where she kind of got drunk and was like, whoa, what was going to happen?" But I know that's what I was saying. I just like, think she was drunk. I no, that, no, I know that, but like that—that's
1: because she's. It's the whole um I'm um, up um an uptight professional businesswoman that doesn't have time for a relationship. So That's very sexist, uh, the, Ryan. No, that's what the movie had. That's what she <laughs> was. She was that uptight businesswoman with yes. the slick back hair that yes. obviously doesn't have time for yes. relationships or a sex life, so she's like, hmm you But almost, also she knows she's he's ma- a, well, she's, she knows he's a replicant. But she's also but she also said that like I think she's the mo- she's really comfortable around him, of course, because she mm-hmm. says so. She says, I almost forget with you. She right. makes that a distinct thing. So it's like
0: And that plants a seed of him thinking, Oh, I'm special.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I that was probably
1: one of the best f- f- fake outs I've seen.
0: Red herrings. Yeah. Yeah. Well that that's when I was talking about it. it was like it was about to nosedive into cliche territory. I'm glad
1: it wasn't the chosen one type of story. Yes.
0: Yes. Which, yes, it, I agree.
1: Yeah. Cause like when when that was coming along and like she's like, did you think that was him? I'm like, because the twist was impactful for him emotionally when he found out. Yeah. But then when you that realize awesome he's just a vessel to help out with this thing, the this, big this, overarching this cause, cause mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay. That's not the point. The, yeah. Remember, and, and again, remember, was, the point isn't is he or is he not?
0: I feel like it's a subtle enough moment that I'm. It, to me, it just speaks to like uh, Denis Villeneuve as a director. Mm-hmm. That when she's talking about, like, yeah, like, you know, this and that, and like his daughter, there's not some like, his daughter, slow zoom in, yeah. just like, what? Wait, huh? Wait, wait. wait. What did you just it's say? It's like, it gives you the moment as the audience to, like, your ears perk up. Like, wait, did she just say daughter? And then he's like, uh, did you say daughter? It's like, yeah, did she just say daughter? Like, that's really satisfying to me as a, as a filmgoer, because it's almost like rewarding you for paying attention. Yeah. It's like, hey, you've been following the plot to now. She just said daughter. That's not a fuck-up. When, like, when, when they showed there was a male... It makes you feel
1: like the, de- the detective. When they showed there was a male and a female that, like, w- the female deceased, I'm like, right. they're... Usually movies only tell you, like, they give you these things to throw you off.
0: Yeah, so it's I, like little breadcrumbs that lead yeah. to dead ends. Um, so I was like... Expecting detective stories, there's always, like, red herrings and dead ends, and mm-hmm. you wind up with the the matchbox that leads to the bar, and then, oh no, nothing happened here after all, and then, oh, then here's a the thing over here, and I'm gonna, the, the trail's hot again. Like, yeah. That shit always happens. Um, but, uh, honestly, I'm I'm personally
1: like i can't think of much else to
0: no. throw up i i i the, but, the the soundtrack was loud as fuck in that theater yeah and it was rattling my skull and i loved every second of it i i do like
1: it when the theater's actually can project good sound quality
0: Yeah, because it was never distorted, but holy shit, it got loud. Yeah. It was like like, almost on the edge of uncomfortably loud. It it felt IMAX loud.
1: It it almost was IMAX loud in a regular theater. We didn't see it in IMAX because this wasn't shot on IMAX.
0: I'm not going to see it in IMAX unless it was shot on IMAX.
1: Uh, Well, I saw Dunkirk in IMAX, so... But that was shot on IMAX. It was shot on IMAX. That's what I'm saying. You you missed out on a good IMAX I saw Dark
0: Knight on on IMAX. But it was only partially (laughs) IMAX. But those partial shots were... In fact, it was really disappointing when it went back to the quote-unquote normal movie. Yeah. Cause uh, you would have this full picture, crisp image, and it's like, all right, now we're watching a movie on an old timey TV. Then is it like letterboxed? Yeah, yeah letterbox, it's letterboxed, yeah. and it's like kind of fuzzy, and you're like, yeah, this kind of sucks. But overall, I
1: 100% recommend seeing this movie. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Agreed.
0: Uh, I it's P beforehand. Yes, P beforehand. Try to see it on, on a big screen if you can. I mm-hmm. mean, it'll definitely be great when it's on like Netflix or whatever someday catch it on blu-ray but i i think it's a it's a very visually dense movie there's a lot mm-hmm. of detail and in, like individual offices um that was nothing i loved is the set direction the set design the set well everything <laughs> everything <laughs> I mean, I it's like every piece of filmmaking that i understand as a casual movie goer i'm mm-hmm. just like that was good and that was good everyone did a good job like it, it just it this movie should not have existed and this movie should not have been good and it was. Yeah, and, and the highlight... That's
1: just nuts. And the highlight for me being the cinematography. So if, like, you're yeah. into cinematography or you're a cinematographer or you just like beautiful things, go watch this movie because it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's, yeah, and it's, you don't
0: have to have seen the original one. Um, I would recommend it just because I think it is it is kind of a cult classic. It helps. It, it also... It like, definitely helps. Uh, It's not necessary. They do a good job of explaining everything you need to know. Yeah. I, 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 I like this more than blade runner i, I like
1: 2049 more it's than the original it's been a while blade since runner. i've
0: seen the first blade runner and as i said before i have a sordid history with it but
1: ryan you only watched the theatrical version so you I'm
0: like well that's the version well i watched the theat.
1: so this theatrical version is better than the other theatrical version that that's much fair. i can actually say
0: I, I it's been a while as i said so with like how i feel right now yeah i would prefer the the new one but I don't know. Part of it is it just feels like they just nailed the vision of what the future looked like in the first Blade Runner.
1: Yeah. And it didn't feel like someone trying to copy the style of Blade Runner it felt like no, it someone felt who, very who understood genuine. what they were going for in the original, understood the aesthetic of the original yep. and the technology, how it was supposed to be implemented into the story and the world. And they did it really well. Because it, it, I think they nailed that 80s retro futurism, where it's it's not. Sorry, there's an eye stock wallpaper of the just the guy smiling. What the it heck? just changed to that. So <laughs> <That's>, it's just <laughs> disturbing. It's just off putting.
0: Yeah. Um, But they 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 nailed a version of the future like like a lot of Black Mirror episodes are clearly extrapolations off of today where it's like, what if social media took over our lives and like et cetera, like like things like that like Black Mirror is definitely like what's a smartphone gonna look like in ten years? But this is like what if Atari and Pan Am and whatever just like still existed and all of our technology were these clunky black boxes, um i don't know i i i, I just and uh, there, even like smaller details like the projector be, being being how the
1: hologram had to be an upgrade for it to not exist on the projector for example right like and, that technology and, yep like and, upgrades ex- i like that was like you always think of upgrades for like computers or your tv or your technology in general like for example if you have a turntable you want to get speakers with it with or, or um just all this other you know, anything you can upgrade essentially mm-hmm. with this it's a cool idea it's it's like, oh, we'll sell you this hologram, but then you get to pay extra and you can take right. it anywhere. It's this hologram on the go. I can I can picture ads and I can picture how they would sell this to people. And it makes it, the it world that much more believable when when, th- when they take time to actually think about how this would actually coexist in the environment that they set up.
0: It it, it gives you the extra sense of what this world is. It also uh, it, it gives you the exposition on how her robo character works, like yep. physically, practically, which sets up later stuff. And to me, it also gave me a sense of who Kay is, because, I don't know, it, it, they they briefly talk about, okay, like, go pick up your bonus or whatever, and you kind of yeah. get the sense like, this isn't a guy who's super wealthy, obviously he has his own apartment in a building full of people just lining the, the, the Get a really nice...
1: Well, the thing is, his apartment was really nice in one of the shittiest buildings I've ever seen. Right.
0: But I, I just got the sense that this isn't a guy with a ton of money, just he has a steady paying job, which most people don't have in this world, mm-hmm. and... I just assumed that a a lot of his income, like his bonus, went to creating to buying this upgrade. Yeah, and maybe that's just me projecting onto him. But well, I think it, well, it, just it definitely felt, was it, that. It felt like it made it like this is important to him. Well, it was the husband coming
1: home with a sweet surprise for his wife. Right. It was it was that version. It was Blade Runner's version of that. Right. Which yeah. is hey, now I can take you anywhere, baby. Even though you're not real, mm-hmm. but your emotions are. Now is that the, is that another question that the thing begs, like. So the replicants are so, you know, we're better than humans, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But also then you can also start bringing in the holograms because essentially the holograms are built with emotion and built and with... And you have like,
0: that that the the, the prostitute who's yeah. just like, yeah, like you're not as elegant as you think you are or whatever she said to her. Yeah. So it's like, there's like, even though... The replicants are terribly Biased against the society they also Look down on the holograms That's a point I didn't really think about yeah Uh, Which is cool which leads to this Idea of like is this just a cycle that'll Repeat I think well that replicants win Their freedom and then they look down on the Holograms and the holograms become sentient Because we look down on replicants we think that They obey
1: us we look at them as technology We don't look at them as beings. so they're not Mm -hmm. Better than us they're just great technology But then on their side they're better They are beings, so they are better than us they are the better version i
0: don't even know if it's as as simple as just oh their technology i look down on it i I think it's again that existential question where you look at something that's for all intents and purposes human as a human it makes you question your own reality your own existence because you're like fuck are my memories real am i a robot and and if if i know i'm human what does that mean like does that make any difference
1: yeah because also like the point of that I was trying to make it was just the moral standpoint of like, oh, this isn't a human, so I shouldn't feel bad of having to retire it type mm-hmm. of thing. Right, like it's business as usual, mm-hmm. you know. But if we were talking about a human, then it would be like murder, cold blood, or oh, right. type of thing. Yeah, the narratives or whatever. But um, yeah. So uh, if, if if
0: if you're still listening and can't <laughs> tell, uh, go see this movie. Yep, and uh, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, maybe you're you're like some friends of ours, and you're like it's too long. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was very well paced, but you should you should give it a watch.
1: Well, Barry, I told Harrison Ford I'd meet him at McDonald's in I got to be there in five minutes. Okay, okay.
0: Tell him tell him I'm a big fan.
1: Uh, Can I hang
0: out with him next time?
1: Uh, uh, my Twitter is at. Eli Ry McGee. That wasn't what I asked. E L I R Y M A G. Can you ask
0: Harrison if we can hang out next time? Because uh, I want to... I have a lot of questions about Han Solo. Sorry, I'm getting a call from Okay, Harrison. sure. I, yeah, I hey, understand. Buddy. I'm at Razadup on Twitter.